If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skip Sara. And we're coming to you uh, remotely today. We're not at the studio today. It's, uh, we're remote because uh, Skiff is uh, filming. And he took, a break, took a break Again. from filming to, uh, to talk football. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, well... You know, there just aren't a lot of people around here who want to talk to me about football. So, <laughs> so any chance I get, really. <laughs> uh, is there anyone on set that's into the game that you know of? No. When I tell people, oh, yeah, I've been doing this NFL podcast thing, they're like, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what our, our latest review was, actually. Someone wrote, yeah. uh-huh, okay, and gave us three stars. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nailed it. I'll take all three of those stars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. They're missing out, man. People who don't know about this wonderful sport are missing out. And uh, that's why when we're done doing these uh, positions, I'm going to describe the way I suggest to people to watch the game so they for people that don't know. So that'll be fun. Yeah. But, yeah, we're... Also describe, like, having the right snacks, you know, the kind of snacks you need to have while you're watching the game. I'm going to put yeah. some recipes up or or maybe some tutorials. That's a good idea. I'm putting some, some tutorials recipes. on how to make. What's your favorite uh, snacks for, for uh, tailgating or for the game? Uh, well, my favorite, like, basic snacks, you know, you go with the chips, you yeah. know, chips and the dip. What kind of dip? Uh, What's the best dip? Well, French onion is the best dip. French onion is the best? I, I love yeah. uh, uh, French, uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't even think of it now. Uh, artichoke uh what's it called oh shit okay now you're talking about that stuff like cream cheese artichoke yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah. that's now that i didn't i was thinking of just the powdered shit oh, the powdered that you put shit. in the thing oh, okay oh you do those but that real before. shit that yeah. real shit is i know exactly what you're talking about where it's like spinach artichoke, spinach, artichoke. Cream that's cheese. the one yeah that that is a fucking that is the dip for yes, sure that's the best one that's a good one Another yeah. good one is uh, I like a cheesy salsa. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, or uh, one of those multi-layered dip bro, things. Every as as Martin bought this every Super Bowl, I do the food. <laughs> I bring the food, and I, as always, yeah. a steady uh, dish is the seven-layer dip. There you go. Gotta have a seven-layer dip. Yeah. Uh, I went to a party once that had uh, a football uh, Sunday. My friend's mom was uh, the host or she was she took care of all of the food and she had cream cheese and pepper jelly oh nice yeah i did it here uh for the last super bowl cream cheese yeah. pe- pepper jelly and uh yeah and she she did it with wheat thins i can't find wheat thins here but uh-huh. it's amazing yeah people don't realize how many good jams that especially that come out of the south because we have this in georgia too this yeah. like most people outside of Georgia don't know this, but we have, we, you see it around the South, but this, um, what is it? It's like a peach and jalapeno jelly Oof. that was just fucking yeah. knock your socks The off. sweet it's and so spicy, good. the combo, man. Uh, yeah. Another thing I do is uh, fried chicken poppers. It's like nice. a bite-sized chicken breast, uh, bite-sized, and uh, I bread it with uh, a nice fried chicken breading with the Frosted Flakes in the breading. You had me with fried chicken. I also I make my own barbecue sauce too. Oh man, you got to come to the next Super Bowl. We got to do it every man. year. Every year around like April or May, I make a huge fucking pot of homemade barbecue sauce, and then I bottle it up. And then in the summertime, I whenever somebody invites me to a barbecue, I just bring, 
I bring one bottle for everybody to use, and then I bring one just to kind of leave behind for whoever the host is. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Okay, man. I'm looking forward. Yo, I'm ready. For, I'm ready to watch some football, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically next month is the season, man. It's crazy. What is it? I, it's almost it's exactly what it, it's August sixth. This first game is on September tenth, right? Yeah, man. So uh, we're close, man. A month, man. <laughs> we're super close. Yeah, close to the beginning of the Falcons' run to the Super Bowl. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> Each and every game is going to be so memorable. <laughs> I can just taste it. Oh, man. Uh, the NFL is uh, worried about losing some players, though. You yeah, know, they are. We talked last week about the COVID thing. and uh, I mean, the COVID uh, opt-outs. Yeah. Yeah, they... Um, well, you know, we, uh, we talked about, you know, the stipend they were going to offer to people who wanted to opt out. Yeah. Um, and the deal as of last week was that th- they they had yet to sign the amended uh, collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the deal was that as soon as they signed it, there was going to be a seven day period in which players could opt out. But so many players started opting out uh, that the league decided to sort of move the goalpost, as mm-hmm. it were, uh, and they picked an arbitrary day. Which turns out to be today. Today is the deadline to opt out for COVID. Wow. Uh, related reasons, um, or for people who are concerned about getting it themselves, or, or or whatever. It was kind of a lame excuse, in my opinion, uh, because the league was saying like, "Oh, well, there's players who who are on the team who might take the opt out money." And then they get cut from the team. You know what I mean? Like players yeah. that are kind of on the bubble. Like what if these players – but it, it, they already had language in, in this in this agreement that if that were the case and they gave you the $150,000, you would have to pay it back. So I'm like, okay, well, what do we – I yeah, think the what problem, they were man? doing – I think the problem was is that it was just – it was getting to be bad PR to see all these people start opting out and they had to shut the floodgates. Yeah, that's what it is. It's that's not about money at all, of course. No. It's about the optics. Yeah, good point, man. Yeah. Because uh, a couple of dolphins have opted out, and and it's like, oof. I'm I'm all worried about the games, but then it's like, man, these these are names people might know. You know what I mean? It's not like random. And I was mm-hmm. looking, uh, I was watching the NFL Network. You see on the ticker, it says the players that have opted out. And you're like, oh, I recognize. It's not just like practice squad players, man. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah. Wow. And I think. I think it's, um, <clears throat> you know, I didn't, I didn't send this article, but I remember I read it the other day. There was an article with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. saying yeah, that, I saw that, you know, yeah. the league doesn't give a fuck about us. But um, we all knew that already. Michael Jackson sang about it and everything. Exactly. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about the interview was that he, he said that it was absolutely crazy that we were going to play an NFL season. And then it came out that he had done this interview like three weeks before he had actually seen the facility to see all the measures uh, that they had okay. taken and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time he did all, you know, he, he made that comment. I mean, I think the, the part of that interview that still remains true is that he and a lot of other people think that the league don't give two shits about the players. Um, you know, so that's, that's still past, current or future. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, it's, it's it's a known thing that the the league cares about money and the owners. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a surprise, but the thing is, he could back that up with action and opt out, being one of the most popular players in the league. Opt out. Well, he's already said he's not going to do that. I know. I'm just saying. So he's talking that shit, and then he's still going to play. If you mm-hmm. feel if you feel a league doesn't care about you, and then you still play the game, what does that say about you? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Fair so. point, but he seems like a, I don't know, kind of. Uh, I don't think he's the smartest guy. <laughs> we're well, learning, we're learning how dumb our league is. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who you know chooses his words carefully. <laughs> exactly. Remember, he had that temper tantrum on the field and had to remove him yeah. from the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have my thoughts about that, but I'm not going to share it. Okay, I'll show He also it. wears a lot of expensive jewelry on the on yeah. the field, which I think is funny. 
uh, what was that? Right? There was a like- uh, there was a player who who uh, it was a Michael Crabtree, right? Wore the yeah. He wore the gold chain, and then every time he played against um, what's his name? He played for Denver, and he's a great cornerback, but he was a, a hothead a little bit. Played for Denver, and then he played for the Patriots. I keep Talib. Uh-huh. I keep Talib. He uh I think I'm saying his name right, but he, he would pop his chain every time they played. <laughs> he just reached <laughs> up and pop his chain. <laughs> That's trolling. But uh That's funny. But Odell Beckham, uh I have a I could be just being a toxic toxic person or whatever, but I think he might be uh he might be a homosexual player. Okay. Uh, and uh, but closeted, and the players on the and the sidelines, everybody on that in that game when he played for the Giants, there were Panthers, I think it was. They kept calling mm. him homophobic slurs, mm. and he like lo- he lost his cool. He lost his cool. I've never seen mm. anybody lose it like that, and he had to be removed from the game. But I think it might have hit home that they were, or maybe he got called that a lot growing up or something like that and it really hit mm-hmm. on but they just kept calling him homophobic slurs and then he got he wouldn't stop fighting it just had to kick him out of the game you know I, i'm i it's an interesting theory i mean it seems to work in politics too you know the yeah. the ones who are the most uh you know anti-gay yeah. are often the ones who are caught in well. shady bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> Same guy I was thinking about. Who was that guy that you know, have a wide stance? What was that guy's name? Ah, uh, forget man. But he uh... was some kind of code. You go into the bathroom. Yeah, and yeah he went to the rest stop under the stall. Yeah. Means that you want a blowjob from but the guy he, in the stall his, next door. He put his hand under it, but then he had put his left yeah. hand under the stall, and the guy was on his right side. He was really reaching for that dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> the the cop was like, I saw your wedding ring. Like I know it was your left oh. hand. Like it was. It's like you really wanted that. Damn, that's that's really bad. <laughs> I forget. And he blamed it, it on. He blamed his feet being all spread. He's like, oh yeah, when I take a crap, I have a really wide stance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's how I get leverage. It's how I get leverage to push. <laughs> I call it push leverage. Doesn't everybody do that yeah. here in Iowa? And I have to put my hands up underneath the other, the dividing stall, because I just sort of pull up and then I push down and I crap it out at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I want to look up who that was, man. It's got to come up quick, too. I'm sure you could just type in politician wide stance. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you his name will be like, boom. Are you looking for this guy? <laughs> Senator Wide Stance Jones, Larry Craig, <laughs> Larry, <laughs> Larry Wide Stance Craig. <laughs> it's a great nickname. <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, uh, if you like, <laughs> if you're a fan of White Shoes Johnson, where do you get a hold of Wide Stance Craig? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That is a fantastic nickname. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what else is going on? We got uh, some more coronavirus stuff. Oh, man. Matthew Stafford, false positive. Oh, yeah. Jesus Oh, Christ. that has to be scary, man. Well, I don't think it's that scary for the athletes. They know it's highly unlikely that they'll get gravely sick. Almost everything I've heard from an athlete that's been sick was that I'm okay. You know, I didn't have many I agree. symptoms. I agree with that. But the part that I did not consider uh, became painfully obvious in this particular story because Matthew Stafford's wife, uh, after they said that he was put on the COVID list uh, and then, you know, he, you know, they realized it was a it was false positive or whatever. She takes to Twitter and writes about their experience of what was happening, you know, because he's a public figure. Yeah. Right. So. You know, the school called and said that their kids couldn't come to school. Uh, uh, she went to the grocery store and people in the grocery store started yelling at her saying, you're endangering everyone in the store because your husband has COVID and now you're here. You know what I mean? Like I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, I hadn't I thought hadn't about how, you know, because these people in the communities that they live in, you know, everybody knows like, oh, that's Matthew Stafford's wife. Yeah. She's married to the, you know, to the Lions quarterback. 
and and here she is kind of explaining like how how this situation for about 24 hours was kind of a nightmare for them Damn. um so that's that's pardon an me interesting... if i don't pardon me if i don't uh feel too bad for for them it kind of makes me wonder if they again i you know here i go again talking about hockey but um <laughs> one of the things that they're hockey has always been notorious for never even before this like not saying exactly what was wrong with an injured player they were like oh he has a lower body injury and, you oh, know okay. he might have a he might have like a compound fracture in his fucking you know mm-hmm. his his leg may be like falling off and they're like yeah he's got a lower body injury it's not a big deal <laughs> <laughs> um and now under the covid situation they have taken it a step further where when a player who you thought would play doesn't suit up, um, they have taken to just saying, well, he's unfortunately he's unfit to play. Oh, that's it. He's unfit to play. Well, I mean, I, it makes sense when you talk about the Matthew Stafford's family, mm-hmm. if people are going to be acting crazy, it seems like in the States they're wilding out with this thing, man. So they really shouldn't. I don't think they should be publicizing when these, even if they do, do test positive, even if it is the true positive or fault, whatever. Because I, I mean, this is what it's going to lead to. It's going to be yeah. chaos. That's. It also sucks that uh, that it was false too. So they went through that for nothing. Yeah, and then of course the people who saw that it, it he tested positive, who don't bother to follow up and don't realize yeah, the person now, yeah. you know, they're just walking around ignorant well uh, that seems to be the way of life <laughs> yeah welcome to america Fuck. Uh, man damn yeah. well uh once the league does come back there's one player that won't be playing initially that's true <laughs> antonio brown unbelievable <laughs> uh, so yeah what did they do they finally eight games man. eight games but if I'm if I read this correctly, his suspension will not actually begin until he signs with a team. Oh, damn. So he should sign with so, any team. Just um, take whatever, man. So yeah, that means that he Yeah, he can't because right now he's a free agent. He doesn't belong to anyone. Right, right. Um so he could um I mean, yeah, he whoever signs him is going to have to know dude can't play for eight games. This is like this is kind of like a form of blackballing as well. Mm-hmm. And they're also saying that the that the suspension could get worse right. based on the result of like his whole, you know, the sexual harassment case has yeah. not been settled. Uh, um, it's probably going to get worse. The other case got settled. Which one was that? That was the one where. Well, there's one after- with a painter. And then there's one with a girl with the text messages. Well, there's one with this apartment. I don't know if you remember that. After um, she put a painting of him in his apartment, it's like a whole whole situation where he kept coming in there naked. Yeah, no, but he. It, this is from his old apartment in South Florida, where it, it was after the whole Patriots debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was it like? A t- like two weeks after that whole thing went down, and he was suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, or he walked out, or however that situation ended. He started. There was like video footage of him throwing furniture off of his balcony uh, oh, into. Yeah, 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 he was throwing furniture off his balcony into the courtyard where there's like a swimming pool, mm-hmm. um, and there was a security cam footage that captured like you know chairs and TVs and all kinds of shit just like flying up uh, wow. into the. Uh, and now he's been um, – he's the, the, the owner of this apartment uh, building apparently has, has won this lawsuit against Antonio Brown. Um, he's got to pay him a shitload of money. These must have been nice condominiums. Yeah, he probably uh, damaged the ground and everything. You know what I mean? If they had – Totally. Wow. He traumatized a 22-month-old boy apparently. T- the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that kid's going to remember that forever. Fuck out of here. Totally. Yeah, oh, man, that's so stupid. Not that I, not yeah. that I agree with anything he's done, but uh, it seems like they're blackballing him. Why don't they just say he can't be a part of our league? Why don't they right. just say that 
instead of do, making it where like okay if a team takes you then they have to you know put up with the suspension and possible longer suspension taking a roster spot and all that shit i don't i don't know man mm. i guess it might be good to have them in practice and then cut them you know what i'm saying have them uh, for your dbs mm. <laughs> if you want to look at it like that from a team's perspective yeah that's actually a good point you could um you could use him to make your team better. Yeah. And he could serve the suspension yeah. um, throughout this season. Maybe he doesn't play at all this season, and then yeah. he, he comes back next season. Yeah. I don't really give a shit if he comes back in the league uh, or not. Same but, here, man. The stuff I read, I'm like, mm. yeah, he's got to prove. He's not really uh, <laughs> saying, I didn't do that shit, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is yeah. what I would be saying because I wouldn't do anything like that. But I do agree with your – I mean, it it does seem a little – you know, just say you're banned from the NFL. Yeah. We don't – take a stance. We don't want players like this in the league. Yeah. But it's almost like, uh, you know, Spotify not too long ago trying to get rid of uh, artists or trying to ban some artists from playlists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear like, that. Yeah, they tried to do that uh, in the wake of that R. Kelly stuff. And then there was a – a rapper named uh, Extentacion, who was uh, passed away since, or was murdered. But uh, uh-huh. before he was murdered, he was uh, he had got accused of kidnapping somebody and all of this other stuff. And then they were like, Jeez. we're removing him from the playlist. And then other artists were like, whoa, you, that's not your job, Spotify. And like Kendrick Lamar was like, if you remove him, then I'm taking my music off Spotify. And then they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? Once you take that huh. stance, is like something that NFL yeah. probably doesn't really want to do. Because right. then all of a sudden they have to be some type of moral authority, which they are less fit than Spotify to be. <laughs> some type of moral sure. authority. When you got Yeah, that's, that's Ty, you got Tyreek Hill and they had Greg Hardy got another chance and Yeah. You know. Who's, who knows? They probably would have brought back Ray Carruth if uh, <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> that was a crazy story. <laughs> wow. Uh, listen to that pod, man. Carruth is what it's called. If you got some free time up there, it's like yeah. a, six episodes or something like that. It's great. The whole story. Insane. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So I don't feel that bad for Antonio Brown. I just think, uh, again, NFL is handling it in a weird way. Uh, mm. uh, another weird story. <laughs> Was uh, the Raiders' assistant saying John Gruden has COVID? I was so curious because it just came up this morning. Um, yeah, they the assistants told the players that the head coach, John Gruden, had COVID. Mm. It, it, I was a little unclear because they, they weren't super specific about how they did this. I think it was on like some sort of a Zoom or a Skype meeting or something like that. <laughs> anyway, by the end of the meeting um, – they revealed that Psych. Gruden does not have COVID. And they just said that to like kind of give people um, – they wanted people to take it more seriously, I, which kind of begs the question like did they come up with that idea sort of without any real sort of reason to do so or or were they getting the feeling within – the Raiders organization that some of the players weren't taking it seriously because it just seems, I don't know. It seems like a very dumb thing to do. Very dumb. <laughs> very yeah. dumb. Whose idea was this? That person needs to lose their job. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I or, like, did, uh, or did Gruden have something else he needed to do and he just couldn't make it to the meeting. I just tell him I have COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. They need to take it more seriously. Anyway, tell him I got COVID. He was probably listening on the other line. You yeah. Know. Like, did they cry? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe he wanted to find out how much they, how much they, they care. Like <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Uh, that's so stupid. And he jumps on you, motherfuckers! Didn't cry one tear. <laughs> you didn't care. He's like, Coach, can I can I start? No, you didn't care when the, when you thought I had COVID. You chuckled. Uh huh. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, now I know all you motherfuckers. I know where you're at. <laughs> uh, you sent me a really cool uh, story, the, uh, or interesting story about the previous pandemic. Yeah, I found this pretty fascinating. It came with a really cool photograph, too. It was um, 
I think it's the one What's I've been name? talking about too. Uh, well, no, this one you you had the one that was from a baseball game. Oh, that was bit okay. This is from an actual football game. Okay. This is a uh, the photograph that's in this article is from a Georgia Tech game. Um, so anyway, this these two historians, Pro Football Hall of Fame historian Joe Horrigan and College Football Hall of Fame uh, historian Jeremy Swick. Swick. Interesting name. Mm-hmm. Swick. What's up, Swick? <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been kind of um, diving back into the history of the uh, pande- the Spanish flu pandemic from 1918. Um, you know, at the time, the NFL wasn't really formally organized. It, you know, it didn't really happen until 1920. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, football was – they describe it as this kind of more of like a regional affair. You know, you had the Midwest Rust Belt. Uh, you had this – you know, different areas around the country kind of had their own little sort of unofficial leagues, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you also had World War One going on at the same time. Um so most of the stuff that they found when they looked through the history was they were sort of talking about the pandemic and the war um, sort of as like one thing, you know, um, because it, you know, it was it was restricting travel. It was changing the way people were living their lives. And, um, yeah, so there were only a couple of professional teams. The Ohio League was a big one. Um, included one of NFL's original teams, the Dayton Triangles. Do you know who the Dayton Triangles – what a weird – Dayton Triangles. Eventually, it took a while, um, but the Dayton Triangles eventually became the New York Giants. No way. Yeah. You didn't put that in their history. Mm-mm. No, because I had to look it up because it said here, one of NFL's original teams. Mm. And then I was like, well, it doesn't say in the article which one. <laughs> so, and then I went digging this morning to find wow. it. I was like, oh, Yeah. Um, Dayton Triangles. I'm glad they changed yeah. the name, man. That's a stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost as bad as the Washington football team. Yeah, man. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Oh, yeah. So, pandemic. Everyone's kind of freaking out. They're wearing masks. Um, right after the war, too. Uh, World War One. Yeah. And, um, again, like I said, football is very regional at the time. Um, but uh, apparently President Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson at the time um, <clears throat> basically said that um, we need sports to improve morale, brings the, the country together. So he ordered football teams um, to be created at military posts around the nation, and those teams played some of the college football superpowers in 1918 in the middle of a pandemic. Wow. Uh, John Heisman, who – the Heisman Trophy is named yeah. after. Was coach for Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech played almost a full schedule. They went six and one. Uh, and this photograph that is in the article, which you can find on ESPN, is of all of these like military people sitting in the stands, and every fucking one of them is wearing a mask. Wow. Uh, from 1918. It's pretty yeah. interesting. And they look pretty cool, actually, with the hats. Oh yeah, hell yeah! I love seeing the way people dressed when they went to sporting events back yeah. in those days. Oh, with their fucking tweed. suits. Ah, it's so cool. Suit. Yeah. Now you got fucking just fat people in t-shirts eating chili dogs. You know what I mean? Man, chili dog. I had one the other day. It was no good. way. You made it a homemade chili dog? Yeah, I had a homemade chili, and then we had hot dogs. And I, I had some homemade chili in the fridge, and I was like, oh, shit, I can make a chili dog. Do you put yeah. refried beans in your chili? No. No. Okay. That's a tip right there. Yeah, it's a good one. It's refried good. Refried beans. Um, wow, man, I want some chili now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it says here, um, yeah, uh, it says here, quote, this is from the historian, looking back, you can, you see a sense of the pandemic, World War One was mm. ending, yeah. having somewhat of a role in everything that was happening in the country, having a role to push people to organize pro football, Um the need for organization of teams for players could clearly be seen by those trying to make pro football a reality as they tried to navigate everything that was going on. And in 1920, just two years after this whole pandemic in 1918, NFL was born. Mm. Wow. So, <clears throat> so does that mean this is the beginning of the, the rebirth of the XFL? 
<laughs> I saw that. <laughs> didn't The Rock buy the XFL? Am I crazy? I didn't read the story. I just saw the headline. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just know that they it, went defunct after the COVID. No, but The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. What's his real name? Uh, uh, Johnson. Um, Dwayne Johnson. Exactly. The Dwayne Rock. Johnson, what? The Rock. He went to the University of Miami, if you're wondering. I wasn't. I wasn't, but I'm glad to know that. <laughs> he was a linebacker. We'll talk about linebackers in a minute. Yeah, I he might have been the defensive end. Dwayne the Rock Johnson buys the XFL. He bought it. This is two days ago. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool because he knows football. It's pretty smart. Together with an investment firm, he it seems like he paid fifteen million. That's all he paid. Yeah, so he bought a piece. His name, they're using his name the right way. They're doing the right thing. You know, Serena Williams and Venus Williams own part of the Dolphins. Hmm. It's like the, I, I agree. I think it's smart. He gets a little, yeah. little name recognition. Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty interesting. People associate him with the, with legit stuff. They'll make the XFL legit. I, I think the NFL needs competition, so they hmm. need another league to get them right, man, because they got. Uh, I agree, and I think um, a lot of other sports, um, you know, not not only do they have competition, but they also have. Everyone loves that underdog story. That's that yeah. that story about a player that came from a lesser league and mm-hmm. then made it here. You can see that in European football. You can see it in hockey. You can yeah. see it in baseball. You can see it in so many sports. Um, but the NFL doesn't. I mean, the closest you come to it is that you know you it's come CFL. from college to. Play to play pro. Yeah, I guess you have a few CFL. Uh, and arena football. Watches? Nobody watches nobody, it, but like nobody Cameron Wake, one of the best defensive ends in the past decade. Mm. CFL first. Mm. And then NFL. I remember the Warren USFL. Moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> USFL, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New Jersey Generals. Because I was so upset. My favorite player when I was a kid was Herschel Walker, legendary oh, yeah, running yeah, back yeah. to the University of Georgia. And I was just like, what team is he going to go to in the NFL? And then they announced, like, oh, no, he's signing for the New Jersey Generals of the USFL. I was like, what? Wasn't that Donald Trump's <laughs> team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was part owner. Yeah. Mm. $15 million? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got, a, we got an update on, on your boy, man. Oh my God! Yeah, this is sort of um, this is sort of a follow up or a clarification. You know, there were so many kind of unanswered questions. It's really I found this article. It has more to do with Quentin Dunbar's lawyer. Um, what's his name? Uh, some kind of a crooked lawyer from Miami Beach. <laughs> Michael? Uh, no, no, no. As you do. Michael Greco is not. Uh, uh, Michael Gre- Greco is his name uh yeah the florida bar, bar which you know mm-hmm. for you swedes who don't know that's those are the people who overlook licenses for law exactly um filed a official complaint against criminal attorney and state legislature uh legislator michael greco who gained notoriety in may for his brash defense of seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar against armed robbery charges, only to be himself caught on video bribing witnesses. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Uh, the document filed by the State Bar Association uh, paints a picture of corruption during Greco's unsuccessful 2017 bid for mayor of Miami <laughs> Beach. Wow. Oh, my city. To be clear, he's a Democrat, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's serving in the Miami Beach, Florida House of Representatives. He's serving um, now. He's serving in the House. He's in Congress. Yeah, I think so. And they're trying to take his his license away. Hmm. Yeah. And you know what his defense was when they asked him about this stuff? He he pulled a he pulled a Drew Brees. He said, "You can look right into my soul." <laughs> On his fourth apology. Isn't that what he said? Isn't that what Drew Brees said? Yeah, he said yeah, look, about I, I made in. this video so you can look into my, you guys can see into my soul how exactly. much I mean this. My heart, my soul. 
I didn't realize this was a like credible defense. Uh, hey, hey, man, have you looked into a soul lately? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I could see anyone's soul. <laughs> um, yeah, that's ridiculous, man. Uh, well, um, after it says here, after Dunbar and Baker made national headlines. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, also after all this shit happened, um, he, he said, he said, it's so funny. They got a little suspicious. They were like, "What? These people just recant." He claims that the people who who said that Dunbar and Baker did this robbery, he said, mm. "Well, they just walked into my office and recanted their story unsolicited." Um, <laughs> and then, of course, this video emerges. Now, the interesting part that's not in this article, because Baker's lawyer claims that they're on the other side of this thing. All right. He's trying to distance they, himself. Well, no, he's claiming that they are the ones who orchestrated the the bribery money, the paying of the bribery money. Mm-hmm. But they were doing it with the FBI so that they could entrap these people. Oh wow! So it kind of kind of remains to be seen what's going to happen to uh, the players. That's still kind of up in the air. Uh, and then, of course, when this news about Dunbar's lawyer came out, Dunbar officially dropped this Greco guy uh, as his lawyer. So I didn't know you could yeah, be so a lawyer th- while you're sitting in <clears throat> Congress, like you could represent somebody. Mm. I think you can still like you can still sort of manage and operate your law firm. You just can't try any cases, I guess. And you can bribe. Well, apparently you can bribe. <laughs> wow. This story keeps twisting and turning <laughs> and it's still not done. <laughs> Man, I yeah, I didn't know this was going to last this long. I didn't either. I mean, I just thought it was kind of interesting cuz you know, Baker played for University of Georgia, and I'm a total bulldog nerd. I didn't I had no idea that latching onto the story would be so entertaining. Man, this is like episode 12 of the pod. That means this has been going on for 12, well, more than 12 weeks. Did we talk about it in the first episode? Yeah, this was one of the stories we mentioned in the first episode. Wow. And we're like, you know, we wanted to make sure we talk about this. It's been going on. It was like, it wasn't brand new. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> uh, man, uh, there was a quick thing. I wanted to talk about Kaepernick real quick, right? Didn't you say there was a video or something? Uh, what the fuck? Oh, okay, so, yeah, I I complained that there wasn't any Kaepernick news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this pops up. They're listening. They know that I need this. The, the world. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it was not the news I was looking for. No. Um it's a video has surfaced. It was shot back in January, I think. Anyway, it's the Navy SEAL Museum in Fort Pierce, Florida. Another man, Florida. my state, man. Florida man, what you doing, bruh? <laughs> Yo, I saw a video of a, a Florida man on the front of a semi truck banging the glass. Oh, the I saw that too. That was he, some crazy. As the, the guy's trying to swerve him off of the truck. Oh, man, that's insane. That was some straight zombie apocalypse shit right yeah, there. Yeah, that was funny. That was crazy. They said he drove for nine yeah. miles with this guy on the front of his truck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Florida. Well, it, yeah, Florida. Uh, so in this video, uh, there's a man outfitted in military gear and several – they're doing like a sort of showing how they train – dogs in the military to attack right so Mm -hmm. this guy's wearing this big puffy suit you know that the dogs bite onto Mm -hmm. but on top of that suit he's wearing a colin kaepernick jersey which um that's that's really problematic a little insensitive considering Uh, some of the images that come from civil rights uh totally regarding dogs and black folks yeah well, this museum is, um, I mean, while it is called the Navy SEAL Museum, um, they are not part of the Department of Defense. Oh, it's okay. Like That's what caught me off guard. Okay. They're a separate entity. Um, and so, you know, the Navy has, has jumped into this conversation, obviously, and have severed all ties with the museum. Um, they're is investigating it? the matter fully. Um, yeah. And, and Yeah. That it obviously this museum is probably going to lose their funding. I would imagine. 
Good. Where did they get their funding? I wonder from. if it was worth it. No, I don't know if they lose their funding because you got to think that the remember that the officers that uh, murdered George Floyd, there was a GoFundMe that raised over a million dollars to to bail them out. Yeah, that's true. So there's, there's people out there that like shit like this and will yeah, pay for it. Du- there's douchebags with money on both sides, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I would call it both sides. Just <laughs> one, one is wanting the rights of everybody to be equal and one just hates i don't know i don't even know. what a crazy idea yeah. that's terrible <laughs> equal yeah if you have equal rights to me it doesn't that mean i lose something <laughs> no no it, it feels work like, like i'm that. losing no i don't lose anything no you have I an apple have... you have an apple and they give okay. me an apple so you don't get a bite out of my apple no 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 i just get my own apple huh <laughs> well what if i don't want you to have an apple oh then you're racist <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to okay. that was uh racism explained by spinnafel equality explained by spinnafel <laughs> it almost feels like the kind you know have you ever watched like c-span you know where they show the politicians like arguing for shit in congress and they mm. they do they use a lot of these funny props you know, to try yeah. to get their argument. It's yeah. like, I I can see some guy in a suit. Like, so I have an apple. <laughs> and I really want my friend to have an apple, too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Can't we all just have apples? <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, before we start this next segment, I got to give a shout out to Marlon. Uh, a listener that's uh, been hitting us up in our DMs. If you guys want to hit us up, feel free, uh, either through email, sfinnafelpod at gmail.com, or uh, on uh, on Instagram as sfinnafelpod. Uh, we're available and waiting. We sit and stare at the phone until somebody writes us. So Totally. Uh, <laughs> you guys are, are more than welcome to hit us up. Uh, mm. And if you want to contribute to Sfinnafel, um you can go to patreon.com slash SvenFL and uh, become a patron and give uh, whatever you want. And we it's all appreciated. Uh, I think the minimum is $1 per month, which is uh, equivalent to 10 crowns right now. Uh, so, wow. And then with taxes, that's 12 crowns. So 12 crowns a month to support SvenFL. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, try to up our uh, material on Patreon regularly. All right. Which- um, yeah, because we're going to – I think that once we – I mean, we're obviously, we're getting closer to the season. Yeah, it's going to be more material. Um, there's going to be more material, and, you know, w- we'll start trying to figure out, like, how we're going to format. Um, we'll probably wind up changing the day that we drop these. Well, yep. I'm thinking you know? Tuesdays. Um, and, well, I mean, obviously, once the league starts, assuming it continues it yeah. and doesn't <laughs> – they don't fuck it up like Major League Baseball. Oof. Uh, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. And, it's, you know, that's going to be fun. God, I cannot wait to watch football. Same here, man. And mm. we're going to – I'm saying it now. If there is a season, then there's going to be mm. a Svenafel Super Bowl party. Oh, hell yes. Will we watch it with listeners? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah it will be fun. Uh, but we'll we'll figure all that out later. Uh, mm. So uh, the reason I shout out Marlon, Marlon is because she's a, a football player herself. Um, if I'm not mistaken, she plays for the uh, the um, Orlando Jets. All right. And she's a linebacker, uh. the position that I'll be describing. So now I'm a little nervous because uh, I never played linebacker, and uh, I hope I don't get this wrong. It's a little bit of pressure on me right now. Marlon's gonna be coming for yeah, you. Yeah, if, if I miss, if I if I fuck it up, <laughs> Marlon's coming for me. She's gonna hit me with a perfect form tackle mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when uh, when she sees me. So uh, so shout out to her, and uh, we'll talk about the position. We talked about the it's a defensive position. We talked about the defensive line last time, and those are the guys that stand at the line of scrimmage where the ball begins each play. Uh, linebackers stand normally behind the defensive line. Uh, so they're the next line of defense behind the defensive line, uh, and they so they don't put their hand in the ground. So some players put their right. hand in the ground. Three point or four point stands. Linebackers normally stand up and 
watch the quarterback. Uh, one person that comes to mind is uh, Mike Singletary <laughs> mm. <laughs> with the crazy yeah. eyes. Uh, but anyway, uh, linebackers. And there's two of them, right? There's two of them. Um, Some, it depends on the oh. defense. Depends on the defense. There's a there's a defense called um, a nickel, which has right. two linebackers, and nickel means five as a, the the currency in the in the U.S. Five, so that means there's five safety five cornerbacks, and then there's two linebackers, and then there's four defensive linemen. That's the nickel right. defense. If there's a four three defense, that means there's three linebackers. So then mm-hmm. you have the Mike linebacker, known as the or which Mike is middle linebacker, and that person mm-hmm. normally has a lot of responsibility. Think of uh, Brian Urlacher or Mike Singletary, somebody like that who kind of tries to diagnose the offensive play and gives signals and information to other players from what they see. That's right. the middle linebacker. Normally, sometimes that's the defensive captain, the middle linebacker. They're in the middle of the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they call it the mic. If you hear a quarterback say a number, you'll hear sometimes before the play, they'll be like, 52 is Mike, 48 is Mike, or whatever. They're saying mm-hmm. who the middle linebacker is, the middle of right. the defense. So then nice. you read that to see where the middle of the defense is, so now you know how to attack that defense. So when you hear mm-hmm. a quarterback say, Mike, they're trying to identify the middle linebacker, the middle of the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's outside linebackers who uh, sometimes rush the quarterback uh, mm-hmm. or, around the end of the defensive end, uh, and they run stop. Normally, that's a, the linebacker's main job is to run stop. But now, in the defense has uh, evolved, the NFL has evolved, linebackers have to be more athletic and <coughs> end up picking up um, uh, tight end or sometimes mm-hmm. wide receivers in coverage. Right. So if you're playing a zone defense, a linebacker, if it's not a running play, they have to protect a certain part of the, the field. If somebody's route comes through that area, they defend that player. So mm. uh, a lot of times offenses will target a linebacker because normally they're slower than a cornerback. Mm-hmm. And they'll try to get them lined up against a faster player to get open. So right. Linebackers now have a lot of responsibility. It's a, it's a big responsibility. And normally they're faster and stronger. Uh, they're like a faster player and a pretty strong player that can be very versatile. Some of the most versatile players on the field is a linebacker. Yeah, it feels like a very diverse position. It's evolved into a very diverse yes. position. Yeah, it used to be run and hit back in, like I yeah. said, my Singletary. You don't see yeah. him in coverage if you look at the 85 no. Bears. <laughs> no. You see him running no. and smacking the quarterback or smacking the running back. But uh, yeah. nowadays you have, like, uh, what's his name for the Panthers? Or you could say Von Miller. He's a linebacker. Uh, but I was thinking sure. of the the guy who just retired from the Panthers, the uh, middle linebacker. Uh, shit. White dude. I forget his name. But uh, he's somebody I would think of uh, as far as uh, or even like Clay Matthews or somebody like that. Middle linebackers are versatile, smart, and normally they have good, even ball skills, like to knock the ball down and stuff like that. Mm. So hopefully, Marlon, hit me up. Let me know if I got that right, <laughs> accurate. I want uh, I want to ask her if she's an outside or inside linebacker. I was thinking of bringing uh. her on for this episode too, but uh, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't assert myself in that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe we could talk to her sometime if she's available or interested. But. I wonder how. What are, I, when I think about linebackers, I always think of uh, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, uh, he was more of an end. See, he was another one that would just go get the quarterback uh, around the edge of, of the the offensive lineman. And yeah, you didn't see him in coverage very often, but man, he was a beast. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a clip of him uh, disobeying. Um, Bill Parcells, and instead of getting in coverage, he goes and sacks the quarterback. <laughs> and Bill Parcells is like, that's not what you're supposed to do. And he's like, uh, uh, my bad, my bad, coach. And then they called the play again, and he did it again. <laughs> and he, and he, he was successful on the play. I think he tackled the running back. And Parcells is like, dude, man, you did it again. And he's like, uh, he's like, that's not – we don't even have that play. And he said, uh, well, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to linebackers it's always been some one of my favorite positions to watch um 
Uh, as a kid, I loved Singletary for that Bears team. Um, yeah. uh, Ray Lewis is one of my favorite uh, linebackers, yeah, of course, from the University of Miami. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Vrabel was a pretty good linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm forgetting a bunch. Brian Urlacher was great. Mm-hmm. I like watching him play. He now has a full head of hair because uh, he got <laughs> hair transplants. Uh, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> um, a good outside linebacker. I'm trying to think of one. Uh, Von Miller, Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. These guys are normally better at getting to the quarterback because they're pretty fast and shifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Clowney is another one right now. Very versatile player. He's one that can play in coverage, can get around to the quarterback, can uh, uh, set the edge of the defense. That's another thing. Outside linebackers sometimes, depending on the type of defense you play, they set the edge. They make sure that the play can't get outside of them so everybody can come and make the tackle. <laughs> Isn't Clown- Clowney sort of in a contract dispute at the moment, isn't he? Is he trying to force a trade or something yeah, like that? something like that. It seems like that every year for him, man. He's, yeah. uh, he's kind of in a weird place mm. where he's uh, – because he can't – I don't know. the right. He hasn't been in the right situation for him personally. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think nobody's willing to pay what he wants, and people can't get the – production out of him that justifies the pay that he deserves he's the athlete that can do that but mm. uh, sure uh, once you have him on that he's gonna need a jj watt on the other side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean to maximize that but i don't know he's a tough one yeah yeah uh, there were rumors about him going to miami i was like uh eh, cost too much money man you don't get mm. the, you don't get the money it's worth out of him but yeah, that's the linebacker position. Uh, next week we'll go across from the linebacker and we'll do the running backs. Uh, nice on the other side of the uh, of the ball. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that, man. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Let me know if uh, you got any more questions. You guys hit us up. And uh, this has been another episode of Spin NFL, man. I'm mm-hmm. John Rollins, and I'm Skiff Misara. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see y'all next week with more information. <laughs> Later, <laughs> y'all. <listening>. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>